Ladies and gentlemen, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. Today uh, is another one of the episodes in the series about hiring. This is going to be part two and this is about training. Um, training is extremely important, important if you want to have guys that um, do good work, that do quality work, but do it efficiently and stick around. So if you're looking to um, maybe you, you, you're like, all right, I've got the whole how to recruit guys thing down, which by the way, if you have not heard it, it was uploaded last Wednesday. So you can go back probably one or two podcasts, maybe three podcasts, and you can go check that episode out. If you don't even have a flow of people, I would focus on, hey, can we recruit people first? But in order to uh, recruit them well, oftentimes you need to have a clear expectation, excuse me, of what the, ret- uh, the training process is going to look like. So with that being said, we're going to jump here into training. What does all that entail? So I want to preface this here. I'm not perfect. And uh, I, I, a lot of this comes from actually past mistakes that I've made. And I'm like, mm, this could actually be better. And then a combination of the things that I've seen work and the things that I've heard from guys who they're absolutely slaying with their employees are doing so good. They're fully staffed. And everyone's like, oh, you just can't get good help these days. Or like, you can't keep good help. Um, this is huge because a lot of times you get help but it's not good help. So either there's something wrong with your recruiting and hiring, which generally means you don't have enough candidates available. So you have like two people to choose from. They're both horrible. You pick one of them. But this is like the extra layer, right? So you have a good volume of, of people that you're recruiting and, and hiring and you have a good uh, stack of resumes. And now you picked one, right? You picked a guy that you think is pretty good and well fit. And you made sure that you're not just hiring another friend. You're hiring someone who's going to fill a void within your company, who's going to really has a lot of potential for upside in the future, maybe something semi-long-term, doesn't have to be super long-term. If it's short-term but fantastic guy who is already pre-trained and everything like that, um, sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes it can actually be a bad thing for someone to be trained because you hire a quote-unquote pre-trained guy and all he knows is the things that he's done before. We've had issues with that in the past where um, – the guys are used to commercial and now they're doing residential. They're used to this company that says do this, that, and the other thing. And now working for me, they want to carry that over and they fight me on things, right? They think I'm the unknowledgeable one and that I don't have a reason. And so a lot of times it can be tough. Obviously, you can explain, hey, this is the reason why, but I don't necessarily have to give you a reason. I'm just, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. I will deal with the consequence. And it's just that's just never a fun conversation. So sometimes someone who's not trained, who just, you know, is, you know, semi-athletic and is uh, picks up on things quickly, really wants to learn, really wants to grow. That can be the best kind of guy. But with that being said, training, okay, because there's a, it's really key to train correctly if you want to make money, if you want to not hate your life, and if you want to save yourself a lot of time and headache, training is huge. Even if you have a great candidate, but you don't train them well, you could, number one, lose them really quickly. Like their expectation coming into this is this a premium company, all the stuff in your training process is, hey, Here's a trimmer. Here's how you use it. You you know walk around with them for two hours, and you're like, all right, you're on your own. And they go from there. That they're gonna very quickly be like, this is actually unprofessional. They lied. They're you know they're gonna feel like you're a charlatan for for hiring and bringing them on, and then like leading them astray like this, and and kind of leading them on. So the three basics of training, three stages. So one is homework, office training. You know, sitting down at the computer, checking this stuff out. Second one is hands-on training. Uh, which is probably the most important. And then there's probationary training period. I'm going to go over that. I'm going to recap everything briefly, and I'm going to go over my top takeaways, just the top couple things if you're going to take away anything from this, which I hope you do because you're taking this time to listen in. So the first thing, right, homework, office training. So 
besides the basic, like I think if your business is a certain size, you need to do sexual harassment and the X, Y, and Z, we really haven't done a whole lot of that stuff in the past. Um, that's more of an HR kind of thing. You will run into problems when you have like 100 employees and you're not doing those trainings. So good to do those, get those out of the way. Just look it up, hey, what required training for my state? Have them go over it in two hours and you're good to go. You're legal, everything's good. They can't sue you for stupid things. They can't say, oh, I didn't know that there's uh, a, you know, a government policy against sex, sex, oh, words, sexually harassing someone in the workplace, right? There's no, there's no excuse there. And then, you know, you get sued and you get in trouble because you didn't show up a video, a 30-minute video with a lady in front of a screen from 1998 that they were supposed to watch and you're supposed to pay them to watch. So just make sure that you have that stuff down. Make sure that you do that. Something that we haven't done as much as we should. And uh, that's something that we're going to do going forward so that we are in the clear. The next thing is reiterating, reiterating expectations that were shared in the hiring process. So no ambiguity. Right. If it's important, repeat it because I'm not going to remember it. So make sure that you're repeating the important things to you and make sure that you're reiterating, hey, this is the, what the work's going to look like. We have to get it done this amount of time. We're going to be working hard. We're staying focused. This is what we're doing. We're not yakking and yakking it. Right. When we roll up to the site, we're not talking for another 30 seconds. We're getting out of the truck. We're getting the work done. Here's X, Y, and Z. My expectation is this for quality. My expectation is you show up on time with clean clothes after taking a shower. You have to take a shower between your last shift. You got to smell okay. When you first show up, I get it. Things fall apart during the day, but you got to come in put together. Um, and so reiterate any expectations that are important to you. Again, if it's important to you, you need to repeat it because don't expect people to just remember it. They're only going to remember a couple things. So whatever is important, pick and choose. And the rest of it's just kind of fair game. You just have to keep reiterating basically everything um, as it as it comes up. Less and less with the guys who are training better. So the other thing is creating video and text documents explaining how to deal with every situation. Okay, flat tires, mowing lawns, mulch, etc. Uh, especially videos, you can use some videos off of YouTube um, for people who like they basically explain it better than you could, um, or you are, or there's like another YouTube guy or something like that who has a better process of doing something, and you just literally copied his process and you can show them the original video. But if you have a specific way that you want them to do things, would highly, 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 highly recommend just shooting a video. It can be super quick. I use uh, it's a program called Loom, and it's completely free. You can go and shoot um, like screen recording videos, videos from your computer, stuff like that, um, and you can upload it and you can attach links. Um, you could also do this with Dropbox or whatnot or just embed videos somewhere. You could just create a document, put a bunch of links in there. Hey, this is how you do this. Here's a video. Here's a, a text breakdown of how to do it. And then have some sort of uh, manual in the truck as well. This is something that I'm currently working on. We have a digital manual, but we don't have like a physical manual. I mean, we could just print it out, but it's more... I need to explain more in text for it to make sense because obviously you're not clicking links on a piece of paper. So um, there's that. I would say definitely like if you can, if you have the time, get a manual in the truck because it's going to save you like maybe it takes a lot of time right up front, but it's going to save you a lot of time down the road from people calling, hey, Eddie, what, let's go. We got a flat tire. We got this. We got that. And it's just in there. And this is exactly what you're looking for. And they do it. And if you, you know, there's a clear communication across the whole board. Maybe if you're like, I don't remember how I did it last time. Uh, let's do this. But it's already in the, the manual. They don't, number one, they don't have to call you. Number two, it's always in the same. So if it's not working, you can just change it to something else. And you're not like, well, I don't know which time it worked. And Eliminate all that, have a training program for them to go through videos and text. Here's how we mow, here's how we trim. When you first teach them, it's really not going to stick that much. It's going to be like, oh, okay, this is the, the thing. But 
after after a bit of time, once they go out into the field and do the thing, they'll be like, oh, this is what the video meant. Oh, okay. But it's good to show them beforehand so that it's like a clear expectation that when they run into these things, they're like, how did the video, oh, the video said to do it like this. Um, and I'll get into it later, but you're probably going to want them to recap the videos again after their probationary period, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, and yeah, explain your priorities and core values at the company during like the homework office training phase. If they don't know and they think your priority is speed over quality, then they're going to do speed over quality. If that's what they see and you haven't communicated otherwise, and I'll be honest with you, your business and how you act communicates it way more than what you say. If you're like, we're all about quality, and then you're like, guys, why did we not get done 50 yards today? They're like, well, clearly the priority is not quality. But if you're like, hey, guys, priority is speed. Let's get 50 done today. Or priority is quality, which it really should be. Um I want you guys to hit the 30 for today, but I want it to be really, you know, high quality. I don't want any weeds in the crack. I want everything flipped edge. If you don't think it's possible to do that, you think there's too many, you know, houses on the route, please let your manager know. He's going to bring it to me. We're going to say either we'll redesign the route um, or we'll redesign the route where it's less properties and we charge everyone a little bit more so that you guys can provide them with the highest level of service. Or we're going to say, okay, well, what do we need to do? We need better equipment. Uh, does, does that front equipment need tuned up? Do you guys need further training to be able to hit it all on time? Explain the priorities. What is a priority for you? Is it quality? Is it speed? Is it customer interactions? Is it culture? What is it? What are some of your priorities? What are the things that you're not okay with guys doing? Um, you need to explain that in order of priorities, just like expectations. Expectations, priorities. Like expectations, so priorities is basically like expectations, but which one's most important? So you just need to communicate, hey, these are the ones that are the most important, and here are the values at this company that we prioritize, and you're going to get promoted and hired and all this stuff based on these core values. It could just be um, like humility, no ego. It could be quality over quantity. It could be um, profitability over everything. I mean, it depends. Like you, you're going to hire. You need to know what these things are that are important to you. Um, and then hire based upon that and then train based upon that and make sure they understand that, that you hired them because of these qualities. So if they enhance these qualities, right, they might be thinking, oh, dude, he hired me for my speed, mm, right? I got previous experience, I'm, I'm gonna kill it. But you hired him because he has previous experience, so you think you're gonna, he's gonna give you high quality. But then you're like, dude, you're, you're killing it with the yards, but you're doing a trashy job. And he's like, well, I thought that's why you hired me. So communicate the core values and, and why you hired them specifically. Second thing, because I ran on that for a little bit, uh, hands-on training, okay? Spend at least three to four days training with them um, or have your manager do so if you have one of those people who can, who is maybe even better with a trimmer, better with a mower than you are, have them training them as well. Um, what the, the method that I found that works best, show them, have them show you and critique them and repeat the process, right? Show them, have them show you that, that they know how to do it and then critique them, say, hey, we're gonna fix this and this, here's how you fix that, boom. Okay, awesome. You do the next one. They're watching you. Pay attention to what I'm doing. See how I'm doing this. And you're talking to them as you go. You're like, all right, you try it and I'll critique you. And you go and you do it for like three days, four days. And that is how you really, really do something. And you have to, at a certain point, you need to be like learning over profitability. You're going to lose money. Go into it expecting that. We're just looking to get, you know, within 60 to 70% of the work that we're expecting done. And for you to be trained up enough in three to four days that you can do like 60 to 70% of our capacity on your own. And then eventually you'll get to 100% capacity within the next month or two, right? It's just the nature of the beast. If you're if they're new to it, they're not going to get it. And if they've been trained to do it a way that you don't want them to do it, like burning it to the ground, they're burning it to the ground, you don't want them to do that. It's going to take a little bit of time to show them and to train them how to not do that. Um, I say teach quality over 
like before speed because speed is just like if you're if you're really good you can go fast and do quality if you're not very good you can't do both so why teach them speed first because anyone could just go faster not everyone can do a good job so teach quality first um da, 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 da. yeah but also teach them to move quickly that's another big thing it's like we're not taking our time we're gonna do high quality and as soon as we're done we're out we're gone okay so that's hands-on training three to four days uh three probationary training period okay period of probably I'd say one to three weeks where you can fire them for anything. Now, I'll be honest with you, with us, you can get fired with anything too um, beyond that time, but make it completely clear to them and be like, yo, if you do something really stupid, like reckless or hurt a teammate or, you know, are, are a jerk to a client, I'll fire you. I'll fire you right up. Like you're gone. Um, and make that clear to them so that they're a little bit, they're walking on eggshells a little bit. They're being more careful and cautious. Um, you want this time to be a little bit of a higher pressure time for them where it's like, okay, I need to prove myself. I need to get better. I need to improve because if they're just like, dude, I'm the only one they have, like, what are they going to do without me? You don't want that, right? When it comes to negotiating, you want to be the one who can afford to walk away. If they can afford to walk away and you're asking something of them, they're going to give it to you, right? But if you can't afford to walk away and you're asking them to do something that if they don't do it, you have no one else, they're going to just be able to get away with whatever. So that's huge. Recruiting is just huge because it affects everything else, the training, everything like that as well. But make clear to them, one to three weeks probationary period, I can fire you for anything. And don't be like, oh, I can fire you for anything. But they're like, dude, you're the, I'm the only one working for you. This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're stupid, right? But if they see that you've interviewed seven other people right before them, they're like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Got a lot of other candidates, but let's see what we can do here. You got one to three weeks to prove yourself. Let's get to it. If they know that, they're going to be like, oh, shoot. Okay, let's get my head down and do this. You can pay them a little bit less for this, a dollar or two less an hour. It also helps you feel out. I know it sounds bad, but like it helps you feel out. Would they be willing to take a pay cut if we had to? If something happened, we, you know, people need to take pay cuts. Would they take a pay cut? Would they stick around for that? Are they open to that? Are they, you know, what's the priority for them? How bad do they want that? Um, the other thing during the probationary period is check in via text call or in person. I would say every other day is probably a good amount. Um, and then check in with the leaders of that person every other day as well, uh, just to see how they're doing. Cause they might tell you one thing and the leader's like, yeah, they're doing pretty bad. And he seems like it's a bad attitude. Whereas you call him, he's like, dude, it's great. I love it. Getting a lot done and seeing a lot of improvement. And the leader's like, yeah, he's not improving. He's has a bad attitude. It's just a mess. Um, that's one of the, you need to get multiple point of views from that um check for quality care and rapid progress um so you just want them to have a desire to get better and better and better uh even over immediate profitability again some while they are more naturally skilled than others will not care as much and you generally just want the guys who care more uh, because they will get as good but they will continue to improve instead of getting complacent and it's just going to be so much easier with pretty much everything for them they're going to want to move up these are the those are the top guys the guys who might not be quite as skilled from the get-go but they just want this and this is the op and you are giving them an opportunity that maybe they feel like they don't even deserve so they need to to work up to it where some guys are just like dude i wish i had a, i could i should have a better job than this then that's just it's just you just can't put up with those people it's just horrible to work with them unproductive that kind of stuff um so make sure that they're also not showing up later, requesting to be let off early all the time, or have or like have longer breaks or take too long for break during the probationary training period. Make clear to them it's like you better be here five minutes early if you want to impress me ten minutes early if you want to blow me away twenty minutes early. 
and be offering to help us with stuff 20 minutes early before you're even on the clock. If you can do that, I mean, my first part-time job, I'm showing up there 15 minutes early, 20 minutes early. Try, I, they would let us clock in five minutes before our shift, but I didn't know that. So everyone else was clocking in. I'm like, well, it's not our time yet. I'm not allowed to clock in. And then I'd wait until the exact time and then clock in and go in. So funny, but I would get there so much in advance. Um, and people saw that. People noticed that, that I was the first one in there waiting for my shift to roll up for me to, to hop on my shift. So see who's showing up early, see who's uh, staying late, see who's taking a, a uh, you know, they're running to the gas station, use the bathroom, grab, uh, you know, an energy drink and a protein bar. And they're just chowing that thing down. They're like, let's go to the next property. Let's go. You know, and they're they're chomping on the, the uh, protein bar while they're on the mower or they're taking a swig of energy drink in between properties for the trimmer. And they're just going. Like they're taking shorter breaks than you and they're just getting to it. If they're out doing your leaders, oh my goodness, perfect. They are a better, they will be a better leader than those current leaders then if they're out doing them. Um, da, 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 da. So in the beginning also make clear to them, no music, no AirPods, make it clear to them. And the leaders that if they see them with that, they're going to have to take away their stuff and be like, well, I'm going to keep this in the center console. You can't touch this. We told you you can't have this. Like, And I don't know where to put it. You can't keep it on you. I can't trust you to do that. And then generally, if you can't trust somebody to not put AirPods in, you need to fire them right away. Um, I would say no phone time generally unless uh, they're going on – unless on lunch break or to coordinate a lift home. For the training period and they're going to see the other guys who, who have been there for a while using airpods and all this stuff and they're like dude i want to use airpods like hey you're in probationary period as soon as you get out and we give you the go ahead you'll be you'll be good to go but we want to make sure that you're focused and learning right now it's going to make them go oh, i just can't wait till the end of this um it might give them more of a reason to leave but uh this is less of the uh retaining um episode as it is the trading them well and training them well are they willing to sacrifice the music in their phone for a little bit if not, they're addicted. That could be a problem. There could be issues down the road, right? Um, and make sure that they understand that work is the time to work and give it your all. And those who take initiative and look out for their teammates stick around and get raises. So especially for the training guys, be like, yo, dude, this guy over here, you know you know, Joey? Yeah, I know Joey. I've seen him at the shop a couple of times. He's a different crew, but he seems pretty nice. Yeah, so Joey was doing this. Joey, um, he took initiative. His teammates are like, bro, dude, the guy's always putting the gate up on the trailer. He's always the first one to grab a tool. He's always the first one out of the truck. He's slaying the game. You know, he's sometimes telling the leaders what to do because the leaders aren't sure what's going on. Dude, Joey's killing it. And then Joey gets a raise and Joey gets a promotion and all this stuff. You're like, dude, you see him? You have what it takes to be like Joey. Like, I see it in you. You could definitely do the same. You, you, you could make more money. You could get uh, have more a, a better title. You could have something better on your resume and just show them that. And be like, dude, look, if you take initiative and you go above and beyond, you take that trash out. Dude, I'm, I see that. I see that. I appreciate that, right? And it's even more than like there's some guys who are like awesome, awesome, awesome. But like they would just be like, oh, should I take the trash out? Should I not? And there's some guys who are just they're confident in themselves enough. But they also want to help out and go above and beyond because it's one thing if like their intentions are great. But if they're not taking the initiative because they're awkward or nervous – then it completely defeats the purpose of the initiative in the mind. It's the initiative of the body of them getting out there and getting it done over their like will to help. So um, make sure that you make sure that they understand that work is work, right? We're focusing, but also that if you take initiative, you go above and beyond, you are in this work, you are focused, you're looking for ways to make it better, boom. That's how you get raises and move up. Um, give them other menial task responsibilities so they feel like they're progressing quickly. Be like, yo, dude, I'm gonna give you this. We don't normally have somebody so new 
um, start like handling shop duties like trash and like that kind of stuff. But I feel like you might, you're probably gonna be here to stay. And I just wanna see how you handle some more responsibilities and something that you can be in charge of. I'm gonna give you one other guy that you're in charge of to have him um, clean stuff up. And yeah, I'll be uh, keeping an eye and like see how they lead to, if they're being a, a butthead, then maybe there's gonna be a trimmer guy forever. But if they're a good leader, they're, you know, they're communicating well with the other person. Hey, let's get this trash, let's do this. Boom, 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 we can be out here in a couple minutes, let's do this. Awesome, it's a good sign. Make it competitive, see if they can hold up to competition. Okay, this is a big thing. The guys who are not very competitive, I hate to say it, in the end, they will leave and they will very likely get frustrated with you for your competitiveness in business and in life and all these things and hiring new people. And like, they just, it's just not good. So if they're not super competitive people, if they're not like, when you challenge them, they're like, whoa, 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 you're my boss. Don't, 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 don't talk, don't step here. You're going to violate OSHA laws or something like that. They're not a good fit. If you're like, hey, can you help me? If they refuse to do anything on the job within reason, if you're like, dude, let's up this 300 pound rock. He's like, dude, I think I'm going to throw out my back. I don't think if I, I want to do that. Like I have something tonight. Like I don't want to be mean. And like, they're like, they're apologetic, but they're also like, I don't know if I can really actually do that. That's one thing, but if they're just refusing to do things because they think they can get away with refusing to do things, Gonski. Um, real quick to summarize. One, home office office work, that kind of stuff. Explain the priorities, lay out expectations, have video and tech, uh, text documents for them to look over. Second, hands-on training three to four days, quality over speed, uh, learning over profitability. And third, probationary training period, one to three weeks. Make sure that they know that you can fire them for anything. Watch for any signs that they are not going to be a good fit for the company and have hard conversations with them if you think you see something that you really think needs improved and see if they can turn it around and improve. If not, boom, Gonski. Um, yeah, I would say the biggest things is a long training period and an intentional one because the upfront investment of more time, more effort, more pouring in tells them that you care about them and uh, you care about your clients and it it just makes it makes your business better it says more about you as a person. And first off, who doesn't want to be known for being the dependable, intentional person? Who wants to be known for being unintentional and, and you know spastic and like all over the place? Nobody wants to be known for that. You want to be known for dependable, reliable, good, great person to work for, all this stuff. That is the preferred thing. Everyone wants to be known as that kind of person. Great. Prove it. Make the, the training uh, time intentional, right? It's going to be so painful to spend three or four days with these people who have no idea what they're doing. By the end of the four days, you can be like, I feel pretty confident that they could do 60 to 70% of what I could do. Awesome. Put them on there. Let them learn in person. Check in with them regularly. Let the leaders teach them from there. Um, any other leaders or, or crew leads or anything like that. Properly set expectations. That's huge. Let them know, hey, this is what we expect of you, this level of work. If you're like, no, or you're refusing stuff like this, um, or you're not taking initiative, we're not helping the guys out, throwing the guys in the bus, you'll be fired or not promoted. Uh, follow up and keep your word on your end of things. If you're like, hey, this is what we wanna do. First off, if you tell them that if you treat your employees like this and you will get fired and then you don't fire the guy who treats another employee like that, you're going back on your word, fire him, get rid of him, keep your word. You always want to be known for like what you say is what's gonna happen. Um, da, 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 da. I'd say prioritize growth and honesty over sheer talent and flippancy. A lot of times the guys who are naturally good at stuff, very flippant, I'd rather have a guy for three years who came up from and he doesn't really have that much experience, not you know, not the most naturally talented. He can't just pick up a trimmer and be perfect, but he's growing really quickly, faster than the guy who's just naturally good at it. And he's honest and he just wants to grow over someone who's really good off the bat, but is flippant. They're probably only going to be here for another year because they just think they deserve something for nothing. Um, 
have them help solve problems if there's little things. Hey, this mower got stuck. What would you do here? Oh, I probably da, da, da. let them be a part of the conversation. It helps them um, learn how to think and process things like an entrepreneur. But it also because it removes one more thing that you'd have to think about. But it also like gives them that feeling of like, hey, people care about my opinion here. That's great for culture, initiative and growth over immediate profit, slow to hire, quick to fire, be super fast to fire people. And do they work with your culture? If not, get rid of them. So with that being said, that is training. How do we train guys up to be the best? Now, this hasn't always been, I haven't always done all of these things. I'm not going to lie. Some guys have gotten thrown in the deep end, et cetera, et cetera. But going forward, this is something that we're doing, especially as we have to hire like six to eight new people in the spring, dude, I, this is going to be followed to a T because I just don't, I can't deal with hiring new people all the time because I didn't train them well the first time. And if you spend the time training them, they're going to stick around longer. They're going to do better work and you're going to just have way less headaches. With that being said, the next episode next week coming out is about retaining, keeping these employees. So you've recruited them, you've trained them. Now do you, how do you keep them around? Because that's a big investment to go and recruit them, cost money and time. Now train them, money and time, how do we make good and how do we make a profit on this person? Because we're basically charging for labor. That's really what we're charging for. Um, our service is a, um, you pay us based upon the work that we do. So with that being said, I hope you guys check that one out here in a second. And again, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will catch you next week.